Are you critically insane, have a lot of excess money, or even better, both? Then you can support this podcast by clicking on the ACAR support button. You can give as rarely and as little as you want, which, judging by the quality of this, I'm sure you're wanting to do. Hello and welcome to A PhD Student Reads, New Year's Special Number 2, Version 2, for nobody except me that knows. There was another version of this, joined by Lydia Kalikri, NPR News Hound. So, all thanks to her. However, there were some audio issues. And that episode will never be heard, except by me and her, live when we were doing it. So, this is Version 2, new and improved, perhaps, who knows. And joining me, the illustrious Christina Fluharty. Thank you for that glamorous introduction. I am nowhere near as exciting as someone that works for NPR. Uh, background in law. We'll see what I can do with that, I guess. But law, news, same probably thing. boring to many. Yeah. If you listened to the previous New Year's special, one year ago to this very day, it will be functioning nigh on identically. We'll talk about the best things we've watched, the best things we've viewed the best things we've read and then there'll be some arbitrary awards but before we get to any of that don't forget you person out there can follow the show on twitter at phd reads p h d r e a d s see acast tells me how many people listen and twitter tells me how many people follow the show and i can tell you those numbers are not one and the same (laughs) thus there are people out there Aren't following the show? Do you, Christina, follow the show? On I do, actually. There you go. See, it says if she can do it, you can. I don't do know it. what you guys are waiting for. Well, let's get straight into it with the best thing I have read. Oh, now, right. obviously, this is a comic book show. I've read a lot of comic books this year of varying quality. There was the four volumes of Age of Apocalypse, which I didn't like. I've also been trying to read actual books, novels, scripture uh, as well on the side of, of, of comic books. They've all been Star Wars-based novels, uh, but the award goes to none of those. It definitely doesn't go to Age of Apocalypse, I can tell you that. It goes to Sex Criminals. I haven't picked a specific volume. All six. All six volumes of Sex Criminals by Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky win. Wow. Because none of them are bad. None of them. Some of them are worse than others because, you know, when you've got six things that are great, they can't all be great. Mm. Equally. Some One of them has to be worse, and that's volume four. If you go back, you can listen to that episode months ago, whenever... That was three months ago, probably three, four months ago. Sex Criminals is great. There's no, if you, for those of you that haven't listened to those episodes, I'll give you the premise. People have sex and time stops. Jeez. And then they commit crimes. They rob banks. Wow. Because time is not very easy to do things when time is stopped. No one can stop you from doing anything. Then turns out these other people, the sex police, they can stop you doing things. When, when time has stopped and they meet other people that as well as stopping time they have like time manipulation powers or force manipulation powers there's a cum angel oh. someone can turn into a sex cum ghost thing you're not getting that in X-Men absolutely none, none of them, you know Marvel they aren't publishing sex books <laughs> so question for you based off of that logic does that mean that the sex police have also had to have sex to exist in this plane where time stands still yes ooh well, it's more orgasm-based. So, 
We love that. Keggle face. You know, she keeps herself right on the edge at all <laughs> times so she can instantly snap into the quiet, where they call the, oh. the place where time does not flow. So, you know, she's always there, right on it, ready to enter. Whereas the others, the other two, mm. they have to climax to, to get there. So, yes, sex criminals. It looks great. Mm. It's funny, which can be hard to get across in the written word. Mm-hmm. I feel like comic books do help and there's a picture element. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't find... Originally, I'm not the easiest to amuse, but I still find <laughs> comic books can... They can try and be funny and fall flat. Sex <laughs> criminals does not fall flat in any way. Yeah. It, it stands tall, Ugh. erect... If you will. Yeah, Ooh. amongst all other sex-based comic books. And all comic books, really. Wow. Sex criminals. And if I'm not recommend. mistaken, you found this in a charity shop. Your exactly. first two, I believe, two. I don't think they were in order. You had to scavenge. And one and four or something. Yeah. And then I got the others from Amazon and Waterstones. That's a UK bookstore. Maybe elsewhere. Who knows? Yes, what? but there's only six of them. <laughs> so it's not as if you've got to collect 30 volumes of sex criminals. Mm. Six volumes of sex criminals. They're short and they are fun. Mm. What more could you want? And a bit raunchy. Out of it. More than a bit raunchy. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's penises and oh. boobs and vaginas. There's and all. something for everyone. Exactly. Love there's that. even there's an asexual character. It's oh. well, it's modern. It's well, it's representative. It's good. Pleasurable, if you will. It's sex criminals, <laughs> and everybody should read it. You should read it. I should, I should read it again. Oh. I haven't got time for that, but one day <laughs> I will, and I will read it again. I definitely need to flip through those pages. Yes, you do. Excellent. Have you read anything <laughs> at all? So I actually made a resolution, uh, January yeah, twenty twenty one, that I was going to try to read a book a month, and that flopped. Oh, yeah. I th- I think I read about two solid books, two or three solid books this year. Um, definite room for improvement next year. However, I did read something that stood out to me that I've never read before. And a lot of you may have already read this. If you didn't read this in grade school, it's The Book Thief. And it's it follows this kind of orphan girl on her adventure in Nazi Germany. Uh, she's been ripped away from her parents and her only love and solitude happens to be books. Um, it made me cry. It was so good. I was up until two in the morning crying over this fictional character, and I'm not going to ruin it for those of you who haven't read it before. I just highly suggest reading The Book Thief. Um, yeah, that may have been the only thing I've read, <laughs> more or less, but it, it really stood out to me. Uh, probably the best thing I've read. So uh, I think it's Mark Zuzak is the author's last, well, name, I'm butchering the last name, starts with a Z or Zed, as you British people like to say. Uh, yeah, but The Book Thief, by far. I don't have much to compare my list to, <laughs> but I'll take it. I don't know what a grade school is, or how old you have to be to go there, but I have not read The Book Thief. <laughs> I think that's a middle school age book. Once again, you don't have middle school over here, that's fine. Um, primary school. But whatever age, 10 to like 13. Oh, primary school. Uh, I guess so. I was too busy reading Mortal Engines or whatever. That was those, 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 the Spiderwick Chronicles. Remember oh, those? I never read those. Into those. We, well, we there you had, go. That's what I was reading it. 
green what is school? the magic tree house i don't know what that series. is either. oh my god for my american listeners or anybody who is attended school in More the american united listeners. states yeah it's my show my american <laughs> listeners for his american listeners <laughs> the magic tree house was what we grew up on so but yeah that's what i read this year not much well, excellent thank you see but i haven't just used my eyes for looking at books oh. or comic books but also TV. There's a reason I wear glasses, and that's because I look at a lot of things. There's been a lot of great shows in 2021. Ooh. Some have just potted along as per normal, like The Sinner. I love The Sinner. Season four turns out it's the final season we of never The Sinner. That. Uh, well, I finished The Sinner, no? season four, and I thought it was great, like all seasons of The Sinner. There's no more The Sinner now. So yeah. That is a sin in itself. There was there was Squid Game. There was. Ooh other shows but the best tv show i saw this year was mm-hmm. arcane now if you'd asked me this time last year mm-hmm. would the best tv show you'd ever seen in the 12 months that were to follow mm-hmm. would be a league of legends animated show i would have said haha no <laughs> i don't know anything about league of legends yeah that's what those computer people play I still don't know anything about League of Legends, but this show is great. <laughs> it looks great. It's well acted. What more could you want? I mean, the story is much more emotional than I'd anticipated. It's the, mm. For those of you that haven't seen Arcane, for once, these shows are going to be this show is going to be much less spoiler-filled than the normal PhD student reads episodes. So I'm not going to ruin Arcane for you. It's not actually that old, is it? About a month, two months ago? Yeah, Arcane? not even. Well, it's on Netflix as well. That's where you can find. Mm. Uh, it's a Netflix original. So you can't find it anywhere else. It's about the relationship between two sisters. I don't think they're actually sisters, right? I think they're more like yeah. surrogate yeah. sisters. Because you've seen some of I've seen a, Arcane. Yeah, a couple episodes. And it's about this sort of the... There's so many divides between these sisters. And the, and the I suppose the whole show could be about divides. There's the rich upper class that live yeah. in this fancy magical technological city there's the downtrodden class that live in this undercity mm. there's a divide between these two former friends or soldier people that were fought in some uprising there's a divide between them these sisters it's great and it looks amazing yes like it's a video like game no come to life animated show i've ever seen before it's not it's not 2d it's not it's more than 3d because there's no one says yes. It is a. It's three D. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. But there's layers. It of just. It. it looks so nice. It's so well done. It is. It's got Haley Steinfeld in it too. So, if you are a big fan of Hawkeye, he was in Hawkeye this year, uh-huh. which I also thought was a great, yes. much better than I expected, and the best of the Disney Plus MCU MCU shows, in my opinion, by quite a way. Actually, if like, I, by yeah. by keeping it small. It was better. I rather enjoyed it. But yeah, Arcane. You watch TV. Do you have <laughs> a favourite TV show in 2021? Oh, you're going to laugh because I think the nation will agree with me on this. I really loved this year's season of Bake Off. Oh, I know. I know. But it was lighthearted as it always is i think it's a great way to spend an hour and 15 minutes each oh week and who can deny it's cult following and yes it's we... not cult following anymore <laughs> i don't know but like a country in itself i mean absolutely and 
the characters, or not the characters, because <laughs> they're real people, but the contestants that they had this year, I thought were absolutely precious. Some of them actually wound up forming friendships outside of the show, but who can deny everybody's love for the German guy? And I cannot remember his name, and well, I should can't have. That much. Exactly. And I, I should have <laughs> looked it up before I came here today and started doing this with you, but. Um, I want to say his name's Baron, and I, I can't guarantee. But anyway, so Bake Off, as usual, it's a great way to spend my time. It's soothing, and honestly, maybe I could benefit learning some of those recipes. But yeah, other than that, I pretty much rewatch the same thing, so I'll have to go with Bake Off for this year. <laughs> I feel like we would be remiss not to mention the cultural phenomenon of TV, yeah. Squid Game. We watched Ooh, Squid Game together. We, we did. That was also a very so good, show. good. I say that'd probably be my. Second best TV yeah. show, Twenty Twenty One. Arcane, I think, was so. By the time we got, we got to Squid Game a little bit a couple late, weeks late, yeah. And so we already knew there was this massive hype around it. Whereas I was quite Arcane had just popped out on Netflix, and then I watched it. Yeah. So I got the surprise. Did of it being so good, did aid Arcane in getting my nomination for best TV show of Twenty Twenty One. Whereas by the time we got Squid Game. Everybody was talking yep. about Squid Game. Etsy was full of Squid Game. Yep. Instagram was full of... We had to Squid Game. Yeah. So I already knew it was going to be amazing. And amazing it was. Yeah. I'm excited for a, a second season. I think they set it up really well. Um, it was just... Yeah, we watched it in a weekend. And I definitely think if you haven't seen it, you need to watch the Korean audio with the English subtitles. English closed, closed captioning is the one you want to pick. Yes, because supposedly you get more of the story that way. You don't lose as much to the translation. It was just really well done. And I know that we were trying to dodge spoilers for several weeks. It was fine. I don't really think we got anything spoiled. Yeah, but so. yeah, if you haven't watched it, highly recommend. It was worth the hype. So behind the curtain scenes, if you know, if you keep track of your entertainment news... On today, mm -hmm. the guy, the creator of Squid Game, said he's already in conversations for a third season really? as well. So, Squid Game, not going away. That's good. I would admit, mildly wary. Yeah. Because I feel like the first season, whilst it ended on a very a small cliffhanger, yeah. what I feel like it do? could have just ended there. Yeah. What I would... I know now, from additional reading, that the, net, the following seasons will focus on the same Premise. guy. Yeah. But I think I'd be more interested in seeing Squid Games in other nations Ooh. using other nations' kids' games. That's a good like idea. They were all based on games that they played in South Korea. Yeah. So it would be more, I don't know, Germany. One of the kids' games in, in Germany or New Zealand or, or somewhere like that. But I think obviously the guys is South Korea, so I presume you know. Play to your strengths, I guess. Well, they could have spin-offs, but I know the premise of the show is to focus on the capitalist system and how basically capitalism is ruining society and really creating that political divide and that class divide that we see between the wealthy and the poor. And I think we can see that in other countries as well, which could justify, you know, having other seasons in other countries. That's very true. If, uh, if, if it continues to be such success, Netflix <laughs> won't hold back and there will be. Squid Game, UK! Yeah. Squid Game. USA. Exactly. Yeah. Now, lastly, best film. Now, this one, it took some real thinking. Yeah. Uh, when I got to my best film, because there were a lot of good films in 2021. Uh, and I thought I'd made my pick. Mm. 
And then Spider-Man No Way Home came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, do I pick that instead? Yeah. Because Spider-Man No Way Home was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. However, I'm not picking Spider-Man No, no Way Home. No way. Nope. I'm, well... That's some good acting from you there, because you have the you have the text right in front no, of I'm you. No, I'm still I'm still genuinely surprised. So, before we get to what actually won best film of 2021, one, I'm sure whoever <laughs> those film shooters out there are very keen into what I, lowly PhD student Daniel Underwood, think. Yeah. Uh, on this show that less than 100 people listen to a month, but you less than 100 people, I appreciate you greatly. So. My biggest issues with No Way Home lie with Spider-Man himself. Now, before we continue, are there spoilers ahead for those who haven't seen? No. Okay. So, Spider-Man is a high school student. Mm-hmm. And he's supposedly more intelligent than other high school students. That's that's fine. Uh, and that is, I feel, best, best captured in the Ra- original Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes totally off the rails in Amazing Spider-Man. Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield, Peter Parker, far too cool. He skates around his school on a skateboard. That's yeah. not something a loser nerd kid does. Mm. As a loser nerd kid. Yeah. I'd have never owned a skateboard. Peter Parker in the MCU, whilst that's all been related to the story and how close he was to Tony Stark, Iron Man, has sort of taken away from that. He is sort of like those comic book readers out there. He's already become the sort of Peter Parker of Parker Industries that happened when he's much when he's much more of an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think in No Way Home they may have made some decisions to help rectify that for possible future Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. But currently, um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, as great as he is is not quite the Peter Parker that I want. Mm. And so selfishly, because of that, <laughs> it doesn't win Best Film. What does win Best Film is another film featuring a loser white man. Oh. June. Okay. Paul, from the main character of June, played by Timothy Chalamet, also a bit of a loser, pale white man. But luckily for him, he happens to just be the messiah. For a lot of women. And and a whole planet worth of people. Actually. In <laughs> oh. fact, a whole galaxy's worth of people is uh, is Timothy Chalamet. There we go. Um, yeah, June. Like all of Denis Villeneuve's films, and I think Rodrigo and I talked about this when when June came out. June is stunning, like absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And I said it back then. If you had told me that everything happening. On the screen in front of me was real. Mm-hmm. I could have believed you. <laughs> Everything looked real. So, like, you'd be sitting in the audience, looking at your spaceship window, essentially. Exactly. Observing this planet. And I'd be like, that seems like a real spaceship to me. Incredible. Or those ornithopters, they have, like, these dragonfly mm. things, mm-hmm. like sand speeders. They could have been real. Wow. Have you seen any of Denis Villeneuve's films? Arrival? Have you seen that? No. no. I am not the person for this. No. Well... All of his films look great. Okay. And this is no exception. June, not a perfect film. Mm. Uh, it does just, just finish. Mm. Uh, and it is, in fact, June part one, something that was not quite in okay. the marketing material. But as soon as the film starts, it makes no qualms about it. It just says June part one on the screen. Uh, but everything, the acting was great. The I was invested in what was happening in front of me. It's quite long, so... That's a good sign. In fact, I was invested throughout. Yeah. It was a good sign. And 
whilst I don't think I would watch it again anytime soon, I will absolutely watch it again when the next part comes out. Because I feel like yeah. trying to get... I don't want to see just part of the story again. Mm-hmm. I want the whole Well, The Hunger Games thing. did something similar where they started splitting it up into part one and two. I don't mm. know if you ever saw the Hunger Games yes. movies. Oh, I mean, of course. But that's, I'm wondering if they're going to try to do something similar. And when does part two come out? 2023. Okay, we got some waiting to do. But the thing is, they made this decision not knowing how successful mm. Dune was going to be. Mm-hmm. So it could have ended up... Dune did very well and a second film has been greenlit. But it could have just ended up being half a story. Mm-hmm. And because there's not really an ending, that would have been quite a bit unsatisfactory, Yeah. In, in my opinion. But luckily, fate has been on our side, Dune fans. <laughs> and uh, now there will be a second, a Dune part two. Wonderful. How If they will do all six books, who oh, knows? Geez. I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, I think you're going to spend 2022 reading the books, if you can. I will certainly try. <laughs> Wonderful. Have you seen any films? Um, I've been to the cinema a couple times this year. Um, I don't know. I would say maybe No Time to Die, the oh, last yes. James Bond movie with Daniel Craig. Um, I am a Daniel Craig fan through and through. I think he was the best Bond. I um, yes, spoilers for those who haven't seen it by now. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it was his last. And... I'm going to miss him. I think he was an incredible Bond. Um, you actually saw the movie as well. Mm-hmm. I did ask you ahead of time if he was going to die. Uh, you were like, nah, it's a James Bond movie. He's not going to die. And it's never happened before. Yeah, it's never happened before. And I was choking back some tears in the theater. It was just, it was well done. Um, I'm just a sucker for a really good Daniel Craig Bond movie, all in all. It's, what, like two and a half hours of being sucked away and transported into different places all over the world, and there's action, fights, car chases, you name it. Like, you can't go wrong with a Bond movie at the end of the day. Absolutely. Whilst it's not my favourite mm-hmm. Bond film, not by quite a way, actually, <laughs> it was another long film yeah. that I found to be incredibly engrossing. Like, yeah. That was not... Dune and uh, Spider-Man and, and uh, No Time to Die. They're all signs of a good film when I'm not checking my watch. Eternals, for example, <laughs> is a long film which did also feel incredibly long. Uh, there's no... Oh, maybe that, that wins the award for the longest feeling film uh, in, in 2021. But there are five other arbitrary awards Amazing. that uh, I have come up with to help extend the length of this show. Let's do by this. Another 10 to 15 minutes. Right. You know, listeners, you're getting your ears worth of me in, in the new year. And you get a peek into what he's been doing this past year, I guess. That is very true. Yeah. And sticking with the theme of using my eyes and screens, All right. we're going to go with best video game I've played this year. This year being 2021. Yeah. Now, I've played a lot of video games this year, 2021. However, very few of them came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, looking back at the at the, the previous awards, I mean, recently, Arcane and Dune did come out in 2021. Mm-hmm. Sex Criminals did not. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near 2021. I think, actually, 2020 might be the last volume. However, I thought I tried to make an effort and have played some games that came out in this year. And so, the winner for best video game that I've played this year, 2021, Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart. Now, those of you that know me know that I love Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I started my PlayStation journey. I'm a fanboy, I suppose. 
Uh, you won't find me on Twitter sending messages to people that like Xbox, whatever. You like what you like. Couldn't care any less. <laughs> I just happen to like PlayStation quite a lot. So the best friend I had at the time, he had a PS2 before me, and he had Ratchet & Clank 3 up your arsenal. Ooh. And I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So then when I got my PS2, I too bought Ratchet & Clank 3 up your arsenal. Was this your first platinum trophy? I didn't have platinum trophies way back on the PS2. Uh, okay. That was a PS3 thing. Yeah, it's there was no, there was online infrastructure, I suppose, on the PS2, but it's nothing like, nothing like today. Then I went back to Ratchet & Clank 1, by mm-hmm. far the hardest of the Ratchet & Clank games. Mm-hmm. Then there was Ratchet & Clank 2, Going Commando. Then there was Ratchet & Clank Deadlocked or something. Mm-hmm. That was an arena-based one. I feel like a, a slight misstep, but far from <laughs> bad. Then we had the Ratchet & Clanks on the PS3, uh, A Crack in Time, uh, the pirate one, I can't remember what that one was called. So you grew up with this game. I love Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> Even the ones that are bad. There was this like four-player co-op one that wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. There was this sort of tower defense one, also not that good. The PS3 started great mm-hmm. on Ratchet and Clank. Then there was like, oh, we'll try and change up the formula a bit. Those ones, not so good. Mm-hmm. But then it finished on Into the Nexus. A real return to form for Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. There was only one Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank was like a remake of the first yeah, one. I've seen that. It. Also, was a tie-in to the film they tried to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, whilst the game was great, the film bit of it was all right. I think I've seen a bit of it. Yes. Yeah. Just fine. Not as good as it should have been. But Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart, PS5 Ratchet and Clank. Yes. Right near the beginning, looks great, plays great. Oh, the graphics. If you're expecting something different. <laughs> It's not that. It's very much Ratchet and Clank. And if you happen to like Ratchet and Clank a lot, aka me, mm-hmm. you will love Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart. And that's why it wins Best Game 2021. It was beautiful. I did watch you play a little bit of it, and I think the graphics were great. I mean, it was like watching you take a trip back to your childhood. You were so engrossed into it, and it was it looked awesome. So I have to say. I just have one complaint, bit sure. <laughs> yeah, you could do it. I could play 30 hours of Ratchet and Clank. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> However, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. But it sold really well. Yeah. So maybe Might the next nice. Ratchet and Clank, although Insomniac, they're making these Spider Man games. They're making this Wolverine game now. Yeah. I feel like that was, Ratchet. that was Ratchet's one time on oh. the PS5. We'll see him in the future or in some party games, maybe. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Very and you great. platinumed. Oh, I platinumed. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, also very easy. Pattern trophy, if that's the thing that you're into. Now, best snack. I'm a thin man, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what I look like. And, uh, well, I shouldn't be a thin man. I snack a lot. And I like snacks a lot. It's true. And there is one snack in 2021 that has risen up above the rest. And if you're vegan, you're yes. going to love it. They... Most people, if not all people, yeah. can eat these. It's allergen-friendly for the most part. It is vegan, and there's a variety. There are, in fact, nine flavours Recently, of candy kittens. That's right, candy kittens this is are not the an best ad. snack of 2021. <laughs> if candy kittens want to get in touch with me in any way, whether it's some sort of marketing deal or just sending me some, I don't care. Yeah. I love candy kittens. Yes. And I have no qualms in saying that. I will say, just so that you don't think I'm some sort of candy kitten shill, <laughs> they're not all nice. Yes. There are nine flavours. 
and I've been faffing around on my phone here to bring up this Candy Kittens ranking list. That's how much I like Candy Kittens. I have yes. a list here from best to worst of the Candy Kittens. Now we're going to go worst to best. I think you should explain to them the extent that we went to cover the bases for this because it's not easy to find some of those flavours. That, that is very true. Don't worry, we will cover that when we get to the relevant flavours. Sounds good. So recently on the Candy Kittens trail... They thought they'd try and diversify, and they introduced this Gourmies range. They're more fanciful than your bog-standard candy kitten, although no candy kitten is truly bog-standard, let me tell you. <laughs> and so they introduced this Gourmies range. They're smaller than the normal candy kitten. Mm -hmm. They have a slightly different texture to the normal candy kitten. They're a bit harder. They're a real proper chew, mm. these Gourmies candy kittens. They also happen to be not as nice. Mm. And so at number nine is the Blood Orange and Pomegranate. Candy kit. Yeah. They're a bit medicinal. Yeah. I felt. And medicinal is not the sort of thing you want out of a snack. <laughs> As a snack connoisseur, yeah. I can tell you that. You don't want medicinal. You take medicines when you're sick. The not orange, when you the, want to eat candy kit. It just wasn't nice. It was not. Following uh, number nine is number eight. Mm -hmm. Blueberry Bliss. Oof. And this is what was suggested earlier by what Christina said. These candy kittens <laughs> are hard to find. In fact... So hard to find that I I don't think they even sell them they anymore. They don't. And that's probably why they're at number eight mm -hmm. on the Candy Kittens ranking list. They're just bad. Yeah. I think the only place you can find them is maybe somebody on Amazon and it's maybe like £15 a bag. Mm -hmm. It's not great. It's not worth your time and energy. It's not. Don't no. find them. Now, I know it's not against blueberries. I love blueberry mm -hmm. muffins. In fact, I will eat just plain old blueberries. They just have to be, that can be a snack in itself, <laughs> a healthy snack. But Candy Kittens, Blueberry Bliss. Mm, no. It's not where it's at. So, I will say, the next few, whilst, you know, for list's sake, you know, they've got to be put on a list somewhere, mm -hmm. they're all just in the middle. Mm -hmm. These are all just the, eh, I'll eat them. Yeah, if they're there. But they are not my favourite. So, at number seven, we've got Tropical Mango. Number six, Wild Strawberry. Number five, Orchard Apple and Dragon Fruit. And number four, sweet raspberry and guava. As you might be able to tell, those last two there mm -hmm. are part of the, the gourmies range. Gotcha. And that is all. There's only three of these gourmies, and that is all of them. So none of the gourmies, as try as they might with these fanciful flavours, mm -hmm. have touched the the, the, the echelon above yeah. of, of the top three. And at number three is the very cherry mm. candy kitten. Yeah. So I like cherry sweets. Mm -hmm. And so, Candy Kittens, Very Cherry is number three. That's the only explanation I have That's fair. for those. Number two, Eaton Mess. Mm. Well, I think the OG Candy Kitten, yeah. I think, is definitely the first ones that I ate. They were by the, you know when you go to the shop and you go to the till and mm -hmm. there's some snacks right by the till yeah. that are like only one pound. You're like, oh, well, I'm hungry now after this, Convenient. after this strenuous shop around Sainsbury's. I'd best buy some snacks. Candy Kittens were that snack and how this whole journey began. What I haven't mentioned is Candy Kittens, they vary wildly in what they feel like. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned the Gourmies are harder. Mm -hmm. uh, the other ones, so the Blueberries, your Wild Strawberries, your Tropical Mangoes, mm -hmm. they are like a proper gummy. They're you know, slightly soft. They've mm -hmm. got some granulated sugar on the outside. The Eaton Mess Candy Kittens, there are no others <laughs> like it. So, it's that they're smooth, there's no granulated sugar on the outside, they're more foamy than oh. the others. Are they like, they're like the more squishies? pastel-y in colour? Yes. Like yeah. the, the 
Like the, the drumsticks, but yes. the, the squishums, whatever. Yeah. Eating this. They're nice. But they are not number one. God tier. Here we go. Sour watermelon candy kittens. They're the ones you want to go out and buy today. Absolutely. Although you can go out and buy the Eaton Mist <laughs> and Very Cherry. And we won't judge. It's I won't, fine. I won't judge you for buying any of them, to be honest. Your mistake if you're buying the Blood Orange and Pomegranate ones. As I said, medicinal. But <laughs> the sour watermelon ones are the best. They yes. have that granate sugar on the outside. They have that sour flavour. They taste like watermelon. And they look like a little cat face. It's so, adorable. What more could you want out of a snack? It's a healthy sour patch watermelon for those who have had the watermelon flavors and they grew on me i do agree with you i think they are the nicest flavor and like you said they're in the shape of a cat head what more do you want she doesn't even like gummies i don't yeah i don't like gummies but i will eat these if presented them so yeah i will say healthy she said that is very much inverted commas yeah these are not good for you <laughs> it's, not, it's not it probably might be some real watermelon in there but it's not a watermelon if the Candy Kittens Company is listening, this man was such a fan. His advent calendar for this year was, in fact, a Candy Kittens Christmas tree. Did have a lot of those gourmies in it, though. So for next year, <laughs> maybe tone that down a little. Yeah, less gourmies and more of the nicer flavours. Yeah, exactly. There was no, no eaten mess, no, I remember. No, it was very strawberry uh, and gourmies based. Mm. And the watermelon ones, they were there too. What a bummer. Absolutely. Not a bummer, though, yeah. is the next award. Biggest waste of money Drum roll. in 2021. Now, I'm a PhD student, mm -hmm. as you might have guessed from the name of the show. Mm -hmm. And I get a fair... I get about £1,200 a month from my stipend, right? And my I live in Aberdeen. It's fairly cheap to live there. So I have a lot of excess money because my rent is cheap and my bills are fairly cheap. It's just me living by myself. So I have a lot of extra money, and I do save a fair bit of it. Mm -hmm. However, occasionally, I will buy something Treat that I, I don't need yeah. in any way. Yes, a PS5 is one of those things, but that gets, you know, some could argue. It's one of my, you know, gaming is a hobby of mine, and therefore yeah. it's important. What wins biggest waste of money, however, <laughs> is not important. It wasn't needed, <laughs> but it is fun. I can't wait. And it's a bed tent. Absolutely. So this will require some sort of... You're there, you're listening to this, you're on the tube, you're walking along, you're driving along, you're asleep, probably. <laughs> Close your eyes and imagine what I am describing to you mm -hmm. today. So you've got your bed, right? And on that sits a mattress and you've got your duvet and your pillows and mm -hmm. all of that. So this bed tent is like a big tube sort of shape. Mm -hmm. Uh it's cut in half. It's not a totally round. It's a semi-tube. Right? And within... You place this on your bed. And then you put your mattress and your duvet and your pillows inside this. So the actual sleeping part of your bed is now inside this cocoon of fabric. And inside this cocoon, you've got a little hook for lights. You've got pockets. It zips up. It, I love that. You've got flaps that open, flaps that shut. The reason why it's biggest waste of money... Because I'm sure you're thinking there, that sounds fantastic. It does. It was £120. Ooh. Okay. So, East Bio, if you're out there listening, that's where your PhD stipend is going. So, are you sleeping better now that you are in the amazing cocoon pop-up tent that is this thing of fabric hanging over your bed? Yes. Incredible. Exactly. Biggest waste of time, 2021. There's no more to say about the bed tent. That's it. <laughs> 
You've cut, you've made up your, your just mind. Just Google already. it. Just Google it. Well, go on Amazon. That's where I got mine. Uh, <laughs> biggest waste of time, 2021. You may think buying a bed tent. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't take very long. That was very much a rash decision mm-hmm. purchase. But there are. I waste a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I faff around. I walk I, places. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I could drive in a car, but no, I will walk 25 minutes in a lab rather than drive for sure. two minutes. I watch a lot of TV, mm-hmm. as discussed earlier. And I feel like this is where most of my time is wasted. I watch all of the CW Arrowverse shows. None of them are particularly good anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm that far in. I watch all the Walking Dead. I watch all the Walking Dead spin-offs. This yeah. is time I could be doing something else. Yeah. And I complain I don't have enough free time. And yet here I am doing all of this. For what I definitely could have not done in 2021, but I chose to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it. And that's why it wins this award. Is watching all eight seasons of Dick Van Dyke classic television diagnosis murder wow from the 90s on cbs i think it was on so you went back and rewatched eight seasons of a show from the 1990s yes so if we were to add up all those episodes and all that time how many i don't know hours days do you think you spent how many episodes mm. per season mm. so there. Each episode is, what, 44 minutes? Mm-hmm. So for ease, you can say they're an hour. Sure. Right? And there are eight seasons, so whilst there are some differences, I think some seasons are slightly longer, and some seasons are slightly shorter. And I mean, who doesn't love a good so, Dick Van Dyke show, movie? I, I'm i excited. So, right, so let's say, so each episode is 60 minutes. Sure. Near enough. And we'll times that by 22. Okay, do some quick maths. So that is 1,320 minutes. Oof. Right? All right. So then, and then there are eight seasons of Diagnosis Murder, so we'll times that by eight, okay. and that's 10,560 minutes. It's almost like the, the song from Rent. And if I divide this by 60, to how many hours, that's 176 hours. Um, that's a lot. That comes out to be about almost seven and a half days. Worth it. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Yes, whilst I've given it the biggest waste of time, because, you know, I could have been doing PhD work in this time. Diagnosis Murder, that theme tune, mm-hmm. everything about it, it's great. And let me give you, I'm going to sell you, for those of you who haven't seen Diagnosis Murder, and why not, <laughs> I'm going to sell you on it based on what happens in this show. Okay. So Dick Van Dyke, he plays Mark Sloan. Mm-hmm. And Mark Sloan, he is a doctor at Community General Hospital, mm-hmm. which I think is in LA or somewhere like that. Right, uh, and he has his son, and his son works for the police, mm-hmm. played by Dick Van Dyke's son as as well. So it's a very familial show. Love that. There's members of the Van Dykes cropping up <laughs> all over. Keep it in the family. Diagnosis murder. They're playing different characters every time, but you know it's them because they will have a very similar yeah. shaped face. Yeah. Right. So the Van Dykes and Co. Mm-hmm. You know, crimes happen usually hospital-related crimes. It's either someone Mark Sloan knows has either died mm-hmm. or someone Mark Sloan knows is is being convicted of murdering someone else and hasn't actually done it. Although they do change it up in the later seasons where it's someone Mark Sloan knows Mark doesn't think they've done it then they actually have done it. Mm-hmm. Right? This is every episode. <laughs> Love that. They're not that different from each other, but they're all great. <laughs> all of them. And the best one is by far... And away, the one where there's this woman and her father was committed of a crime or something or other, mm-hmm. right? 
And then she goes away and she builds a nuclear bomb in her house, in her own home, safely. Yeah. And then she's planning on blowing up LA or wherever wherever Dinosaur's murder is said. Uh With her homemade nuke that she made in her (laughs) home. But luckily, Mark Sloan is there to stop them. Thank God. What a family-friendly show. Exactly. There's no blood in this. People get (laughs) shot, blown up, whatever. They all look absolutely fine. Okay. Nuclear bombs? A, all right. Well, we never see what the nuclear bomb is like. Mark Sloan, he puts a stop to it, as he should. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. They should have made more seasons of that show. Dick Van Dyke, if you're out there listening to this, he wants more. I do. You're... Look, you have aged very well, Dick Van Dyke. Gracefully. You still look like Mark Sloan to me. It's true. No, I see it. You, Your son is still alive. Yeah. I imagine most of the cast of Dinosaur Murder is still alive. We can do this. You can bring it back. You know, a Christmas special, 2022. You know, it's been a rough couple of years, these 2020s. We deserve this. Right? It sounds like war has been declared outside. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. No, you're People not are setting wrong. off New Year's fireworks. I will say, I forgot to mention it at the top, if this sounds worse than normal, it's because we're sat on the floor <laughs> around one mic. Um, well, whatever happened, war is finished outside. I and think so we won. That is a good time to bring an end to yeah. this extravaganza, this New Year's extravaganza, by talking about the last award. Mm-hmm. And it's a carryover from the year before. Okay. Best paper I have read this year. Are we talking so, academic? Absolutely. This is a PhD student read, and so I want to convince people out there that I do just read comic books and Star Wars novels. He reads or, all genres. I also read everything. academic papers, okay. as I should. So last year, mm-hmm. the paper that won was this paper about uh, proteomics. It was about how they were investigating the proteomics of uh, proteomics being the study of proteins. Mm. Right? And protein interactions. Mm-hmm. So they were investigating phagosomes, the sort of ball in which stuff internalised by the cell is in, and how the different receptors lead to slightly different variations in the proteome, mm-hmm. so the proteins of the phagosome. right? And that led on to some research that I went on to do. And so my product has changed quite a lot <laughs> during my PhD, and it's changed again this year to incorporate this protein P62, which is all about autophagy and, and stuff like that. Autophagy being sort of a internal eating mechanism mm. of the cell. So it's usually involved in recycling. So if there are bits inside the cell that are no longer needed, this autophagy comes in and destroys it. And then those bits and bobs can either be discarded or mm-hmm. recycled into something else. That's right. awesome. But autophagy can also be used to kill pathogens that have made their way into the cell mm-hmm. and are not being killed by your bog standard uh, phagocytosis mechanisms. Right? P62 is part of this. It's a regulatory component of all this autophagy. And a previous PhD student of our lab, he graduated mm-hmm. and he hadn't quite finished this PhD P62 story. Mm-hmm. And so that was passed on to me. And now I am attempting to continue that. And so the winner is a, it's a review paper. Mm rather than a primary article. Uh, and it's when autophagy meets cancer through P62 sequestrosome 1. So P62, also called sequestrosome 1. Right? Okay. So P62 sequestrosome 1. They are one and the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, And this is written by Alexandra Puissant, Nina Fenuil, and Patrick Orberger. Now, apologies if I've ruined any of your names. Uh, but the reason this paper wins, above all others that I've read, is because it was the paper that finally helped me understand P62. 
Oh, that's great. Because the PCG project was sort of given to me, and then it was like, right, off you go. So it was a lot of adjusting and sort of doing the thing you probably shouldn't do, which is doing experiments and trying to catch up with reading mm-hmm. at the same time. Whereas, you know, you should read, that should formulate what you're going to do, and then you do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so much going on in PhD that can sometimes not, not happen. But it's a... Uh, it's more, I'm not interested in the cancer part. I won't lie to you. But it's the thorough but brief in-depth description of what P62 is. It's structure. It has these six domains. And these six domains do very different things. Only one of them is really involved in autophagy. Um, and these, the in- important interacting partners of these six domains. And these six domains have helped formulate some new hypotheses, which I was testing before Christmas and plan on keep testing after Christmas because mm-hmm. we're trying to investigate P62 and how its role in salmonella is, right? Yeah. How P62 and salmonella interact for the outcome that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what would help is if we knew which of the six domains was causing this effect. And so now having a, I think, pretty good understanding of these six domains, thanks to this paper, mm-hmm. I can help That's great. push this project forward. That's Have you awesome. read any academic papers this year? Oh, actually, yeah, I finished. Oh, well, that came I don't have it. No, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I did finish uh, my master's, so I was doing coursework. Um, I couldn't tell you right now what I've read, but um, I guess that brings me to a quick question for you. Since we're going into the New Year's, what do you hope to do or achieve? And 2022 do you want to read more things anything on your list that you want to get out of the way are you looking forward to playing any video games or watching any movies well, there's always more mcu yeah always. I'm always looking forward to that even you know eternals wasn't great but the mcu it's not going anywhere i like the mcu mm-hmm. so i have no problems they can make as much of it as i want as they want i'm not complaining <laughs> right if anything, it's good for the cinema because people come to these MCU big yeah. pop buses and that helps keep cinemas in business. And I like going to the cinema, so good. Uh, I do want to read more, not only comic books, but also just normal books. Mm-hmm. I want to get more done my PhD front. I want I want to do more on all the things that I do. Sounds good. Which is... Yeah. I think you can do it. Well, you're much more optimistic than I am. <laughs> Especially like, if I spent a week watching Diagnosis Murder in 2021, yeah. God knows what I'll be doing next year. I guess you guys will have to find out. Campaigning for a Diagnosis Murder return. <laughs> I will play Mark. I'll drop out of my PhD. If they want me to play Mark Sloan, yeah. some sort of you Diagnosis Murder UK spin-off, mm-hmm. I'll be all up for that. We'll do a change.org petition or something. Exactly. Keep an eye out in the bio. Please do. That has been a Pearson Student Read New Year's Special number 2 version 2. Thank you for joining me, Christina. Yes, thank this you. This has been fun. It has been. Good. I hope it doesn't sound too bad. As I said, we're sat cross-legged on my sister's bedroom floor in my <laughs> family home. Yeah. That's how well organised this is going. You know, war was happening outside. The British one. Yeah, exactly. Well, we hope anyway. No one has <laughs> we'll busted find out. into the house. <laughs> but uh, You can, again, follow the show on Twitter, at PhDReads. If you don't normally listen, I can tell you it's normally a comic book discussion-based show where me and my usual partner, Rodrigo Cockteen, we come together, we bring two books that we've read, we go through the plots and we have a chat about what has happened, about our thoughts on those books and try and pretty much sell each other on it. 
talk about the MCU, we talk about films, we talk about all sorts of things. So it's not just two PhD students, it's not just me either. Christina, she's not normally on it, so if you're a big fan of hers... Write in, let them yeah, know, write let in. them know. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter. I'm telling you, I know you don't do it. I do it. So do it. Yeah, if she can do it, of all people, yeah. you can do it too. Like can do. Maybe one day you'll have like a giveaway or something for followers if you hit a big milestone. So if you want to see that happen, click that button. Exactly. I have a lot of tat that I could give he away. He does. Let me tell you. Maybe I'll give away a copy of... Uh, signed. When Autophagy Meets Cancer through p 52 Questions <laughs> Own 1. Oh, yes, signed yeah. not by the people that wrote it, but by <laughs> me, someone that read it once. Absolutely. I read it a lot more than once. I'll but put my name in. Thank you for listening yeah. to this one, to all the episodes that came out in 2021, all the episodes that came out before... Thank you. This is, you know, I do this for fun, and I do know a not a not loads of people listen, but that's okay. That's all right. It gives me some sort of creative outlet, and that's an, and it lets me read the comic books that I buy, which is the whole reason this show was set up. And I keep buying comic books, so I see no reason on a PhD student reads coming to an end anytime soon, even after I've not been stopping a PhD student. Maybe there'll just be a, a change in the name. Postdoc reads, perhaps. Yeah. But that's two years away. So you don't need to worry about that. I don't need to worry He's about that. He's not going anywhere. I don't need to talk about it so much. <laughs> I talk about it as if it's happening next week. It's not happening next week. It's happening next week in probably three years' time. But thank you very much for listening. I've been Daniel Underwood. That's been Christina Buharty. Goodbye. <laughs>